it is the same team, but it's also the fans are walking with you also that stay behind home plate. So you'll be walking and the fan will just like, I had one fan smack me in the butt last year. Like, and I'm like, all right, that's, I've never had that before, but that's cool. Hey everybody. And welcome to episode number 224, the Chris Rose rotation, a production of John boy media. And we have a returning guest yet again. See, I bust out the San Francisco giants hat in honor of Logan Webb. And he has to rub the Raiders thing in my face. Always. I have to do it. I mean, uh, do I have to get my Browns jersey over here as well? Yeah. Or is that what we're so. doing right out the gate? It was either that. I was thinking about maybe going Raiders hat, Kings jersey. Ooh. But yeah. I, I thought that would be t- a little too much. Yeah. For people that don't follow along, that's not the LA Kings. That's the Sacramento Kings, which yes. we will certainly get to in just a second. So while you're wearing a football hat, and uh, truth be told, we are taping this a few days before the Super Bowl. Is this the worst possible Super Bowl matchup for you as a Raiders fan? Definitely, definitely. I <laughs> I, I got a little slack. I uh, I said this was the most disappointing Super Bowl, and it, it was it what had nothing to do with. It wasn't even really the Niners because I, I do want the Niners to win. That'd be awesome for the city. That'd be great. But as a Raiders fan, it's the Chiefs and the Niners playing a Super Bowl. There, it's it. It couldn't possibly. <laughs> Maybe if it was like the Chiefs, either the Chiefs or the Broncos, one of those two would be the yes. one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I always, I want to ask the, you know, a lot of Giants and Niners fans were getting on me a little bit. And I was like, okay, think about this. World Series is being played and it's at a neutral site. It's at Oracle and it's the Dodgers and A's the whole time. No one would like that, right? No. I, hey, listen, dude, the minute I saw you say that, I I understood it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to understand, fans have such a short fuse. They're like, well, hold on. He right. pitches for San Francisco. How could he not love? You love the Raiders, and that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, and that's – I do love the Raiders. I can't – I just – I got to stick with them, you know? Okay. I saw a great picture of you with Max Crosby, yeah. who I think <laughs> was wearing your new contract around his neck. If I'm not, holy shit! What I mean, any idea what that thing costs? I have no clue. Honestly, I got a bunch of texts saying they didn't even ask like if he was a good dude. They didn't ask about anything. They just said, "Wow, that's a lot of chains." <laughs> All right, so I'll ask. Good yeah, dude, great, great dude, one of the best. Yeah, uh, and man, that guy is. Uh, we were lucky enough to actually stay in uh, his suite with his family and some friends and. Great family. Uh, got to hang out with his uh, with his dad a little bit too. That was really cool to you know see his perspective up there. Probably he was pacing just like my dad would probably be pacing. So, but that guy's motor is. I think uh, it was funny. Kittle said something right before the playoffs. Uh, sorry, the dog. That's all right. We like we like uh, dogs here. Uh, Kittle said something before the playoffs about like the energy of everybody and how it changes and. I think he made a comment about, you know, everyone turns into Max Crosby uh, <laughs> come playoffs. So that guy's fun to watch. That was you and and the uh, Rogers twins, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. It's way easier to tell them apart when they're not wearing baseball uniforms. And well, it's easy to tell them apart when they're throwing because one's yeah, left-handed, yeah. one's right-handed. I get the whole bit. But yeah, that one's I now I don't know who's who here, but I know that they're different. So the one with the. Uh, 
the same thing I got around my neck. That's yeah. Tyler. And then the one with the uh, kind of the whitish, creamish uh, sweatshirt, that's Taylor. Okay. So you can, I don't know if you can tell here, but there is some, there's a tiny little bit of difference in their face. Just, uh... just a tiny bit. There's, there's just something that's a little different. And that's once you're around them for a week, you notice it every time. Is it, uh, <laughs> it's not under the lip. They got the same thing there. Uh, is it a cheek area? I think so. Now that I see it, I, I never like really looked, but I think it is the cheek area. Okay. Does it still freak you out when you walk into a clubhouse and there's two of them there? Like, do you feel like you're being attacked by the, the twins universe? Oh yeah. Every time. No, it's, uh, those guys are <laughs> awesome. It's so funny. And, the banter between those two is is pretty special. They're both like dad jokes, good dad jokes. Okay. But there right. is there is truly a twins language. I'm just telling you, man. Oh yeah. It, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, but I'm it's so cool to be around them all the time and get to see them do this together. I mean, I got a brother and that'd be the coolest thing in the world, let alone twins, right? I mean, yeah. It's pretty special. All right, I'll ask you one more Raiders question. Right. Antonio Pierce. Were you excited when uh, when he got the full-time gig? Very excited. Uh, that's one thing I asked. That's like the one, like, I didn't want to ask Max a bunch of questions because I could probably sit there and ask him about everybody and everything. Uh, but the one thing I did ask him was about Pierce, and he, he was like, he's the guy. Um, yeah. The guy everyone wants. And it uh, seems like they're putting a good uh, – really good coaching staff together too with them. I, I did see the Ocho Cinco thing, but I guess it's not true. I was kind of excited about that. <laughs> that just would have added to the nuttiness out in, oh, yeah. out in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, if this had been not so close to your report date, would you have gone to the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, I thought about it. Um, you know, I was, it would have been fun to go, but like I said, like we talked about before, I, Obviously, like I said, I want the the Niners to win. Obviously, yeah. um, but it's still still a little hard for me just being a Raiders fan. So got it. You know? got it. Uh, I thought that I maybe would be a nice host and not bring up the fact that my Cavs whooped some Kings' ass the other night in Cleveland. They did. They did. But I will. Since you, I think you swept us last year, so at least I had to say something. Sorry. <laughs> It's all right. I wasn't too upset about that loss the other night. I mean, the Cavs are an unbelievable team too. The the loss last night was uh Ooh. was not especially fun. after talking all that shit on the scoreboard before the game and showing I the IU catch. I saw that after the I think it was the first quarter, and I just I saw a bunch of people were posting. It. I'm like, man, this is not going to end well. You never do that. Why? You just never do that. You know, all right. it's like the, the Padres last year when they did the Kershaw thing. Oh, yeah. You just come on, guys. Don't do that. It's never it never ends well. So you're saying there shouldn't be any shit talking among amongst NL West rivals? No, there should be for sure. No, there should be. But I think putting it on the board at the game, maybe not like that's maybe that's not it. Maybe like a, the some of the Twitter stuff, like some of the teams, uh, I forget who it is i think it's a basketball team or something but they have they do funny shit every single time they win or they it's i think that's funny when you do that um uh, i know the speaking of the the mickey mouse like the bobblehead thing mm -hmm. uh i think that's funny but i really do i think it's disneyland day that day 
everywhere. It's, it's, it's Disneyland Day. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. Like, it has nothing to do with that. See, I think we need a little bit more of that. I, I really do. Like, I think it'd be fun if if there was, like, constant, like, the if the marketing departments really went at, like, the division rivals. we got to have something between the Dodgers and Giants. you got to do it. I mean, I, I think it's great. I think I think it's funny every single time. they. I think the NBA teams are pretty good at it when they yeah. – uh, and I think some some baseball teams do it. I know the football, the Chargers have a good one. Uh, every time they yes. they'll come out with the schedule and they'll they'll have they got a funny one. That's those are always good. I love that stuff. Yeah, their social media team for the schedule releases. Yeah, they're they're top of the class. No, quite like I know it happened against your squad and Madison Bumgarner, but I liked it. Like when Max Muncie said, "Yeah, go pull it out of the ocean." Go, you know, all that. Like that's good for us. I got to tell yeah. you, man, that sort of stuff. We need more of that. I think they didn't they do a bobblehead too with him, and it's so. like the pose of him doing it. So, yeah. and I think it was when we, and they did it while they were playing us as well. So it's it's all good fun, you know. All right. So, um, when do when do you report? The next Tuesday. Next okay. Tuesday. So, uh, first day of camp. Ready to go. Uh, I'm right. excited. Got to. I mean, we got a ton of guys here already. I think. Pretty much every single pitcher is here already, maybe aside besides a couple, and all the catchers are here. Uh, and then we got a bunch of position players already here too. I uh, Jung Hoo Lee's been in there, um, and it's been it's been awesome to meet him. And he's a funny guy. He loves uh, kind of messing around, and it is fun to watch him. I mean, that guy's a barrel every single time uh, watching him hit BP. So it's it's I'm excited to to have have this guy and. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. All right, so why don't we uh, why don't we go back to his introductory news conference? It was actually one of the few news conferences where guys did it in person yeah. this year, which I fully appreciated. And here's what I really liked about it: he tried, he actually did a little uh, speaking in English, which I thought was unbelievable. Here he is. I always have loved the Bay Area from coming here as a young ball player. I am here to win and will always give my best for teammates and fans. Let's go, Giants! Handsome? Handsome? Great, right? That's, that's a, that's it's a, fantastic. That's an A. Like, were you watching it when it happened? Uh, I was not watching it when it happened. I. I think I was on the golf course or something, but I watched it afterwards. And yeah, always, always on the golf course. But, uh, but yeah, I watched it afterwards. And he's like, he's like that every day. Uh, every day that I've been around him so far, it's funny too. I'll, you know, like it's I've never had a teammate who needed a translator. So when I'm talking, like I'll be talking to him, but also like talking to the translator too. And like sometimes I'll say something, and he just smiles and he'll look at me, and I'm like. I'm supposed to ask the translator. To... <laughs> That's good. I, but he's got, he knows, and he, he, it seems like he knows a decent amount of English and um, he's pretty funny. So I'm, uh, he's, he's one of the guys I'm so excited to have. Yeah. Well, listen, you guys made some other moves. Uh, you traded for Robbie Ray. Yep. You signed Jordan Hicks, who's really interesting because we all thought, okay, he's going to be getting 44 mil to help out Dotel there. And you have a nice eight, nine, who throws about a combined 286 miles an hour. And now we hear that Hicks is going to be a starting pitcher. Did that surprise you? 
Uh, not really. I, I knew about it a little bit before. I was part of the uh, Zoom meeting when we talked to him, and uh, he was uh, very excited. He, I think, um, you know, listening him to listening to him talk, and um, I mean, he was a starter his whole minor league career, and then um, I think just because he threw a hundred and four. They said, "Hey, you're going to be a closer, right?" And uh, so he's been a bullpen guy, and he's done great at it. And you know, I think uh, he's my catch partner right now. So, and it's 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 not fun when he gets close to you and he starts ramping up a little bit. But uh, watching his bullpen, seeing him seeing him work, I know he's he's really you know locked in on getting that the pitch count up. And um, you know, I don't I don't think this is just the thing to say, "Hey, I just want to be a starter." Like he really really wants to be one and um you know the the talent to do it is obviously there you guys i mean you've seen him throw right um mm-hmm. and uh so i think just getting used to you know like i said he's already done it so it's not like it's it's brand new to him but getting back used to throwing more innings facing the lineup more than once stuff like that is uh it'll be it'll be exciting to watch him in spring um and i know uh um you know, he's going to be ramping up just like every other starter is. Okay, there's a bunch of things to break down there. How the hell do you become his catch partner? So Cobb was my catch partner before, but uh, he's uh, he's not he's not right. alive right now, baseball wise. So uh, he's he's got to play catch with the trainer like an hour later and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, so Hicks was it was just we were both sitting there one day, and I'm like, "Hey, want to play catch?" Been catch partners ever since. So. Um, and it's easy too, cause you got bullpens on the same day where we were thrown at the same time. And, uh, I'm sure once spring starts and, you know, we got different days and stuff, it might change, but, um, it's fun to pick his brain about stuff. Like, I mean, I ask him every day, how the fuck do you throw that hard? And, <laughs> well, and what the hell's his answer? He's like, ah, I don't know. You know, it's. And that's like, yeah, okay, that's that's cool. Thanks for the help. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate. You. And he asks you, well, how do you finish second in the Cy Young Award? I, I don't know. Consistency, something like that. A lot of change-ups, change-ups is what I tell. Good change-ups. A lot of change-ups. Yeah, I love it when his change-ups like ninety-eight. Yeah. Perfect. Way to really fool him. Thanks. That's cool. Him. That's fun to watch. Now, all these blinkers too. Everyone's throwing these. What I don't even know what it is. The splinker, like. Duran, uh, Perez with the Marlins throwing 95 mile per hour. Like how, or Cabrera, I don't know. They all throw a million miles per hour and they all throw 95 mile per hour changeups. I'm like, how do you, how does that happen? Just, they, you know, the baseball gods, is, as uh, Bull Durham said, touch, touches your shoulder with the lightning bolt. Yep. That's yep. what happens. So then you also mentioned that you were part of the recruiting process. Were you also on there with Shohei? I was not. No, I was not. Oh. Uh, that was more of a, I think he wanted the secret type thing. And so I was not a part of that at all. Did you, how, cl- like, did you call anybody that was involved with it afterward and say, hey, did he like it? Did he like it here? I probably texted all of the guys that were part of it a million times before. Uh, I think probably every day. I was probably annoying them, to be honest, because, They'd be like, oh, I don't know. They couldn't because they I don't think we were allowed. They were allowed to say anything. And um, so I got nothing. I even played 
golf with one of our owners and asked him and he was like, I don't know. Um, so it was, uh, it was pretty secretive the whole time. When he decided to go to the Dodgers instead of the Giants or elsewhere, how bummed were you? Uh, well, I knew, I think I knew the day before, the, a day or two before that we were officially out of it. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, that sucks. Obviously, you want a guy like that. On, I think anybody, you ask any baseball player on any of the other teams, they'll say, yeah, we'd like to have that guy on our team. Now, at that point, it was like, all right, as, you know, I'll be fine with this as long as he doesn't go there. And uh, he ended up going there. But, you know, it's, um, you know, biggest superstar superstar in the sport playing in L.A. Um, it's kind of like a, I guess you could probably say a match made in heaven. Or you could say it's a kick in the balls. Yeah, that too. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep it there today. <laughs> Were you um... – so you found out the Giants were out, but we didn't know. And there was that huge online presence of a private plane flying to Toronto. I think it was on a Friday. Ended up, uh, you know, being one of the guys from, um, who was it? Herskovich or? Herkovich? Yeah, he's from uh, the yeah. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. So it ended up being him. Like, yeah. were you following that whole thing as it was going I on? I was. Uh, so that was before I think we were out of it. I think we were still in it then, and I'm pretty sure all of our guys thought he was signed with the Blue Jays and thought he was on the plane, like everyone else did. They thought they all thought he was on a plane going to Toronto and signing with the Blue Jays. And um, you know, after that, I just thought he was going to the Blue Jays, and then find out it was. I was texting other players, um, saying, and they all had thought the same thing. And, uh, end up being the Shark Tank guy, which I think is actually hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That is awesome. That's funny. I do, you know, uh, I was text. I texted Gosman. I was like, hey, you guys getting him? He's like, I have no clue. It's Kevin. Now he probably, he was like, I got no clue, but I hope so. <laughs> so on the text chain, out of curiosity, when you all found out he was going to go to your division rival, did somebody type back fuck? Uh, I think that was most people's reaction for sure. Uh, a lot of the pitchers reactions were, were like that. Uh, but, you know, I think from the get go, we all thought he would probably go there anyway. So uh, it wasn't too much of like a surprise. It was more just like a, you know, I think we, unfor we unfortunately all felt like we were, you know, maybe had a decent chance at it and, um, I don't know if we did, it could have been a zero from the start, could have used us, but, um, I think all of us wanted that. Is there a part of you that at least loves it, that you get to compete against him because 100%. he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like, it, to me, it's cool too. It's, uh, I mean, facing the Dodgers already was tough, but now getting to face these guys with that, like. Obviously, you don't want to face that, but at the same time, the competitor in me wants to, you know, you you want to be the best. You want to beat the. You have to beat the best, right? Like, um, so, you know, I I texted a lot of our young guys because we had a lot of uh, young pitchers this year, and I'm like, take it as a challenge. Um, kind of go into it as a, um, like, all right, that's fine, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna come out and we're gonna try to shove it down their throats every single time. 
Um, there was a discussion and a narrative this offseason because the Dodgers have spent like $1.2 billion that they're bad for baseball. Do you agree uh, with that? No. Um, I think, I mean, any, I, any team can do it, right? Uh, so I don't think anybody was feeling that way. It was more just confused on how he was all the deferred money. <laughs> that was kind of the confusing part of it. But other than that, like, I mean, I feel like every team should be paying their guys and, um, you know, trying to win every single year. All right. So in recent years, you guys have, have tried for Otani. Didn't work out. We heard you guys were in possibly on Yamamoto. He obviously went elsewhere as well. Uh, the Correa thing comes with an asterisk because of the ankle issue. Even many years ago, Bryce Harper was going to get a short-term deal. That's what they were offering. I, my point is, is that you have added some good players, but not the dude, right? And so Buster Posey, who has been part of the recruitment process, you know, since he's one of the biggest players to ever play there, certainly in the last 30 years, he did say this to Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic. He said, something I think is noteworthy, something that unfortunately keeps popping up from players and even players' wives, is there is a bit of uneasiness with the city itself as far as the state of the city, with crime, with drugs. Whether that's all completely fair or not, perception is reality. It's a frustrating cycle, I think, and it's not just with baseball. Baseball secondary to life and important things in life, but as far as free agent pursuit goes, I have seen that it does affect things. Were you surprised when you heard that out of Buster's mouth? Uh, not really. Cause I hear it too. Uh, unfortunately I, you know, I've heard that from other players. I've, I've heard that about guys and, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you, you play to become a free agent, right. And, and you get to play for six years and being a, from what I've heard, I haven't been a free agent yet, but being a free agent is pretty cool. You get to choose where you play. Right. So to Buster's point, right, at the end of that, he's saying, you know, these guys are in a position where they get to choose where they want to play. And if it's not San Francisco, then, you know, so be it. I'm not – you never get mad at a guy for picking a city where that he wants to go to or say it's an East Coast guy. You know, I hear a lot of East Coast guys want to be on the East Coast and West Coast prefer the West Coast. Like, um, and it just kind of happens. And it sucks for, you know – the that part of the they think the city is bad stuff like that the where they stay and that drive in is probably the worst part of the city so if you don't leave your hotel room or go explore you don't go to the city you don't go to the marina you don't go to burlingame you don't see the east bay you don't you don't get to see all these great parts of it the only thing you see is that bus ride in where probably not the greatest part of the city and that's your view on it right like um I, the, there's other cities that I have personally, I won't say them, but there's cities I've gone to where I'm like, man, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't want to play here because something like that is, it's like that, right? You go through a bad part of the city and you're like, man, I don't want to be there. And uh, there's probably beautiful parts in every city. So, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate that that's the one thing they see because San Francisco is absolutely gorgeous and there is unbelievable places to live there i mean think about all the uh big name ceos of every company they all live there right <laughs> they you know billionaires choose to live there so um that's the one unfortunate thing so i think 
people kind of took Buster's word, like put kind of took it out of uh, out of context when he was saying that. He was just kind of saying it, and, and, and to be honest, it it is the truth with how some players view it, and uh, some people around um, baseball view that. But you know, at the end of the day, like he said. And like I, how I feel like if you're a free agent, you get to choose where you want to play. There's no, I'm not going to be mad at a guy for not wanting to choose that place. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, as a baseball player, obviously I want some of these guys on my team, but um, there's no fault in, in choosing where you and your family wants to live, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think anybody would begrudge anybody, right? I mean, yeah. we all we all want the freedom of choice to make the best decision for ourselves and our families. Um, and we've talked about it, like Plouffe and I on our Baseball Today podcast have talked about it several times, and probably a little unfairly because the two of us haven't been up in San Francisco enough. I used to love to go up there when I would cover games. Loved it. One of my favorite cities. And now it's just you read things. And once again, Buster did say in this, whether the perception meets the reality, it's the perception that's yeah. there. And maybe it is up to guys like Buster Posey and Logan Webb when you're talking to a guy who might be a free agent and somebody to say, hey, what's the city really all about? I suppose it's your job to be part of the recruiting process and maybe sway their thinking a little bit that, hey, this isn't this isn't exactly what you're hearing about. Yeah. And that's what and I try to do that. Every time I talk to guys, I you know, or we sign guys and I'll be like, where do you want where, you know, guys are asking where to live or and it's like, well, do you want to live in the city or do you want to live in, you know, the suburbs? Right. There's and there's both uh, both very nice areas where you can live in either one. Right. And that's how most cities are. So, you know, that's how that's how I feel about it. You know, I I'm probably a little biased. I'm from Sacramento or the Sacramento right. area. And uh, I grew up going to San Francisco with, you know, my parents and grandparents and I love the city. Um, and I still love the city. I, I think it's a great place. And, um, yeah, I, like I said, I think what Buster said was taken out of context a little bit. So it was kind of unfairly, uh, criticized, especially by, I think the Giants fans, honestly, were the hardest on him for saying it, but you know, uh, he's, he's, he's just pretty much saying what he hears. Right. And, right. And, but a lot of yeah. us have heard, unfortunately, but it is the truth. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. was a big topic for us because it came out of Buster Posey's mouth. And yeah, I think that it did get twisted a little bit. I think Giants fans, if I'm reading it right, were hurt that it came from one of the most identifiable players in the franchise's history. Yeah. And they're like, well, hold yeah. on. You're supposed to be helping us. But what he did was speak the truth. And he he and i think in part of that he was trying to help it right also if you you know if you kind of read between the lines of what he said also right he is saying the perception might be you know that it's i mean buster lives in Mm -hmm. i shouldn't tell anybody that he lives around there but he moved back to san francisco and um the bay area because he loved it so much so um you know I don't think he was trying to, he wasn't saying anything bad about it. Right. Like, right. I, um, yeah. So. Got it. Uh, I am curious since you, uh, grew up in Northern California, play for the giants and also have a football team that you root for in Las Vegas that moved there from Oakland. Yeah. Have you been following the shit show that is the Oakland A's? I, I have a little bit. Yeah. I, 
it it's tough. I, I just honestly, I feel bad for Oakland, the city of Oakland, the fans that are, you know, diehard fans from that area that love the Bears, you know, the Oakland sports, right? They they lost the Warriors uh, a couple years ago. They lost the Raiders. And now I think they're about to lose the A's. I really have no clue what's going on with that. So uh, it was kind of crazy to see the Las Vegas mayor come out and say, stay in Oakland. So I think that's not a great start to that, uh, that uh, the move to that city. But, uh, man, I just want to see uh, – I got a special place in my heart for the Coliseum uh, just because I grew up going to games for the Raiders and the A's. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm a realist also. They do need a new stadium for sure. That's that's – I think you can ask anybody and they'll all say the same thing. So, um, but, you know, I and I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble for saying all this. But I feel like that – area where the Coliseum and the the Oracle arena was like, I feel like there's, there was big enough space to have a baseball team and a football team on there and build brand new, a brand new stadium. I think that's what most people wanted, but unfortunately uh, has not gone that way. What's uh, what's stranger when you play that series every year out at the Coliseum, is it that you have to walk up the same tunnel as the other team behind home plate, which is really strange, or the fact that sometimes you might be stepping literally in shit in your clubhouse? Uh, probably the tunnel thing. Well, the tunnel thing that you it is the same team, but it's also the fans are walking with you also that stay behind home plate. So you'll be walking and the fan will just like, I had one fan smack me in the butt last year. Like, and I'm like, all right, that's I've never had that before, but that's cool. Um, you know, I, I know there, I know it was the Rendon incident last year where I mean they're all it's right there, they're right there as you're walking off. So, um, so it is like I said, it's an interesting, interesting place. Uh, but like I said, I always love going there. I I like pulling up for that series and seeing fans tailgate uh in the parking lot. You don't see that very often. Uh, there's only a couple of places nowadays where you see tailgating. I think. Milwaukee is one of the other places I love. I just like that. I like that vibe to it. I think, you know me, a big football guy. I like mm-hmm. the tail part of it. And uh, when I see that, it's always good. Uh, what's your favorite road place to play in because of the fans? Because of the fans? So are you talking like the atmosphere? Yeah. Where they're uh, really on you and you're like, oh, this is great. I dig this. For us, it's probably the Dodgers. Um, and I like playing at Dodger stadium, to be honest, it's loud. Uh, it's always great weather, uh, but they hound you the whole time. And it's, uh, they're, uh, the things with them though, is they kind of say more fucked up shit than other places. The, like the Phillies, uh, going to Philly, uh, going to New York, they say funny, funny shit. Uh, Boston's the same way, but like the Dodgers will get personal, a little bit personal. And I, I kind of like it though. I'm like, you know, I think that's great. And, you know, it, it builds up to the, uh, kind of gives me a little bit more adrenaline. Um, you know, I think the guys, uh, it's always funny when, like, I think last year we had two rookies come up and their first game was in Dodger stadium and they came into the dugout and they were like, I've never heard anybody say that type of shit to me before. And I'm just, they were just running out to, I think one was playing right field and I'm like, welcome, welcome to Dodger stadium. It's great. But it's, I, 
I have honestly heard the Giants fans are pretty tough on uh, opposing players as well. So, uh, and I'm sure they're probably just as bad to <laughs> the Dodgers guys. So it's, I think it's great. It's, uh, um, you know, great. One of the more historic rivalries. Uh-huh. And, um, so that's, that's probably number one for me. And then um, I had a baseball thrown at me and uh, at Mets at City Field. Uh, I threw one. He kept talking about my mom. So I, I always kind of smile and joke with them. And it was like this 15 year old kid. So I threw the ball up to him after I was done playing catch about to walk to the bullpen. I think I was talking to my two pitching coaches were walking out and uh, the ball goes right past my, right past my head. And I'm like, I turn around and the group of 15 year olds are all going like this to me. (laughs) There's a cop sitting right behind them, kind of like smiling and laughing. Didn't, didn't care at all. I was like, all right, this is, uh, this is fun. It was like raining sideways and I was facing Scherzer. I got my ass kicked that day. So it was, that was a good start to my uh, city field. uh, (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. I loved all of it except the baseball whizzing by your head. Yeah. I don't think that's okay, but I, I guess it was, I, I got a DM from the kid later that night too. He sent me a DM and said, that was me through the ball. I wish it hit you. I was like, all right, that's cool, man. Like, whatever. Wait a second. He said, I wish it had hit. I thought maybe he was going to say, Hey, got a DM from the kid. He said, Hey, I'm really sorry about throwing the baseball at you. Good luck the rest of the season. Nothing close to that. Nothing close to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So that was fun. That was a good experience. You know, it's, you always learn new things uh, when you're out there. Then Philly, I like the Philly fans are great. Uh, they're, they're one of my favorite them and the uh, Yankee fans this last year. I, I got to, it was the, the coolest experience in the world. I had a pitch there on opening day and mm-hmm. um, you know, those guys, they talk shit, but as soon as you talk shit back to them, they love you. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Like, Good luck the rest of this season. I hope you suck today, though. You know what I mean, like. But it's those are always that's fun. Those are fun interactions that that I like. I like having. I love that. Who is the guy you like competing against the most in baseball? When he steps into the batter's box, you're like, oh, this is why I worked all those hours to get here. Um, probably Mookie. Uh, he owns me, like legit owns me. But it's always it's fun get when i do actually get him out uh it's always like i always look in the dugout and i'm like yes like finally finally got him out but it's man he is um one of the most special players to that i've gotten to play against uh like everything he does on the field like you know watching him i think uh his first game at shortstop I think I, I could be wrong. I don't know the things, but I, he played a game at shortstop and I think it was against us. And it was the first time he'd done it um, in a long time. And I mean, he played like a gold glover out there. Like it was, it was, it was pretty sick to watch actually. I think uh, it was, it was against us. Cause I think he texted Carl the night before saying, Hey, you got any tips for me? I'm playing shortstop tomorrow. And Carl was like, he <laughs> thought it was hilarious, but um, you know, I think it's uh, what he does. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. What what he does on a baseball field is is pretty pretty special, and I it's always fun competing against them. Uh, did you hear what he said at Dodger Fest over the weekend? I did. Yeah. Did you take it as an insult when he said, 
for every other team, it's basically their World Series when they're going to play us. Um, I mean, not really. I don't know how. I mean, I get what he's saying for sure. I don't know if, like, when we play them in May, I'm going to feel like it's the World Series playing against them. I'm going to try to beat them. Like, I, you know, try. we try to do every single time. But I know what he's saying, right? It is it is that that team is filled with superstars and MVPs. And um, I'm sure teams are going to try a little bit harder uh, when they face them, when they, you know. But that's a, you know, that – I think that's for many teams, right? Like, I think you go into a place, uh, say you're going to Yankee Stadium, you want to, you want to win there. You want to, you know, it's, there's a little bit of an extra adrenaline boost. Uh, um, so it'll, you know, it's the same thing at Dodger Stadium. You, I think every team goes in there, and it's a great atmosphere. It's loud as shit, um, and you're gonna want to uh, beat these guys. And um, so I don't know. I didn't take it the wrong way, um, but I don't. I, I don't think I'm gonna treat it as a. I've never been to the World Series, first of all, so I really wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, and I think a lot of guys can probably say the same thing. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's there will be extra adrenaline for from a lot of the teams when they play. Um, I think we probably caught up with you at this time last year. And then several weeks later, I believe you you signed your extension. So yeah. first of all, congratulations. Which Thank is you. awesome. Thank you. When you sign on the dotted line and you have, I mean, listen, it was your dream to just pitch in the major leagues, but now yeah. you have changed the trajectory of you and your family's life. I know money's not the end all be all, but for God's sakes, I mean, this is awesome, right? When Thank you put pen to paper, did it feel different? Uh, yeah, it, honestly, it was a, kind of a sigh of, sigh of relief. Um, you know, I, we had been talking for a little while and I think right before then I was 0 and 4 with like a five something ERA, like terrible to start the year. And I felt like I was trying to be perfect every single time when I was doing that. And then once that, once we signed, it was kind of like a sigh of relief, like, okay, we can just go back to pitching again. And, um, you know, it, it helped a ton, uh, but it was, it was awesome. It was a great, uh, you know, a lot of the guys on the team, I had a thing with my family, uh, a little celebration of my family. And then, um, we were actually in Miami, right. When we, uh, when I signed, so we all had a good team team outing, uh, and it was cool. The guys setting that up for me. And, um, you know, I, it was special to me too. Cause I, like, I'm, you know, I love the Giants. I love San Francisco. I love, uh, you know, I'm I'm proud to say I'm from Northern California. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing. I, even though I grew up an Ace fan, I grew up, you know, respecting the shit out of what the Giants had done in 10, 12, 14, and then being a part of the organization for the past 10 years. I just, I, I loved every bit of it. And I, you know, I want to win here. That's, that's, that was the biggest thing is, is just, um, you know, chasing that, feeling that those guys had and when, when I was in high school and, and also getting to play with like half of them. Um, so hearing their thoughts about it and, um, you know, I feel like it really is like, once you play for the giants, like, I know they say like forever giant or something, but you feel that, um, like you love, yeah, you love being a giant. And I felt then I was, I was excited to, you know, at least add three more years to, um, 
you know, I think it's, I got the two R beers that they bought out and then three free agent years. So and then hopefully stay as long as I can. Awesome. I'm going to guess that you picked up the tab in Miami. I did. I, I, I did. I, only, I couldn't see the number to be honest. So I had, had someone else sign with me. Was, sign it, with me. was it too blurry? It was, yeah, it was a little blurry. I think there's something wrong with the paper or something. Probably didn't have your contacts in, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Legally blind without my contacts. I think someone took them out before. Is that true? It is true. Yes. Really? Yeah. It's actually funny. You watch if you, so my brother is a big uh, MLB the show guy. Uh huh. And uh, he, when you play with me, the announcers say it every single time. Like Webb was actually, is actually legally blind. And so it's, I think that's really funny actually. But yes, it is true. I cannot see shit without my contacts in. Can you please start pitching with glasses? No, I have contacts. I can see now. No, like, but I don't want. No, no, no. Everybody's oh, got. The, oh, you I want, want to see. Contacts. It would be so. I mean, there's so few guys that do it. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could do it. I'll ask Gallon if he has an extra pair for me. I can wear. Oh, see, he he, he rocks. He, he does. Rocks. He rocks it. He's yeah. He's a big time like yeah. fashionista. Whether yeah. he's on the mound or just walking into the into the clubhouse he's all over it maybe i'll try it i almost did it last year so tyro has like the uh the cross earring so the one that barry used to wear yeah i used to have my ears pierced um hopefully you cannot find any pictures of that but i used to have my ears pierced so last year we were in colorado and i put one in and um they were all like you gotta pitch with that in one of these times so i might i might pull that out this year maybe if you, if maybe you one game Please, if you do, text me. I'll be on the lookout for it. I'm I'm in. I've been on this for 12 to 15 years, I'm guessing. I don't know where it started, where bells and whistles start going off when a guy gets to 100 pitches. Like, we put that up, that graphic, every time you get to 100 pitches. Like, up, oh, he's at 100 pitches. Stop. Is there a major difference between 100 pitches for you and 105? No, there's no, not. No, not at all. Could you, go a, could you go 135 and feel okay? 100%. Yeah. I I think the at a certain point you're just you're doing the same thing over and over and over again you I think you'll be fine. Do I think there's a point where you could maybe overdo it? So say jumping from 75 pitches to 115 pitches your next outing? I don't know, maybe, but I think consistently, if you're around 100 to 110, 115, like that's um, that's to me what a starter is. That's what I was told what a starter was when I first came up. And, you know, I'm thankful for those guys to kind of teaching me that way of being a pitcher. Um, how many can you throw on opening day? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh I would probably say right around 100, 95 to 100. I think last year I threw 90-something, or like low 90s. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, didn't get to... I fought my way to try to get out for the seventh inning for that. And then I think I walked the first guy, and they took me out of the game. Hey, man. We'll take six-plus on opening day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Solid. All right, last thing before we get out of here. We know you're a huge golfer. I think this is last year at Oracle where they had it set up. The, the golf <laughs> yeah. course. All right, you got to. We didn't follow the ball. The swing is is wonderful. 
Now, where's the ball landing? Okay, so the ball was landing. So I get up there, and you're – it's crazy to me now that, you know, you're – it looks like you're further away. We were hitting a 60-degree, and I'm like, you're telling me I got to hit it all the way. But I guess if you go on a golf course, it looks – the feet and yards and everything kind of fucked me up and so i get a 60 degree and then i get up there and you see that railing right in front of us like the it's like it's like a six inch seven yeah. inch railing and i'm like you gotta be kidding me like i'm gonna the first thing i'm gonna do is hit that like i that's what i'm looking at like there's no way off a turf mat, no warm up. I'm just like, oh, oh god, this is not going to be good. I think my first one was actually pretty good. Like, man, I might be all right today. And then they had us do one where it was like, all right, this is. So I go ten in a row, and I think this was like my fifth one. And I'm like, I hit it, almost hit somebody. I'm like, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the swing is, it's all right though. Yeah, you know, it's all right. I, I leak forward a little bit too much, so okay. my Big miss, you know, a lot of the, the, some chunks, some um, slices, but overall it's getting better. I wish I could now, you know, for, that was also the first time I swung a golf club in two months, I think. Okay. So. Well, do you still, do you put the clubs away when spring training starts or is it when you're ramping oh, up, you could still play? That's the best time to play spring okay. training. Uh, it's beautiful outside. All the guys are it's funny all the guys that come from the east coast they all get super excited they're like all right we got to play this day and this thing because they haven't been usually i don't know how the weather's been but usually they haven't been able to play because it's too cold or something they're excited to get out and uh get out and play but this week is miserable here, uh, yeah. here in Arizona, well, so. who's who's the uh who's the guy that takes the most money in golf yeah um it's either yaz or cop uh, both those guys are are pretty good um and i unfortunately i wasn't gonna play i had this big bet with cobb um i won't tell you dollar amount but i had a big bet with cobb that i could beat him once just once this offseason you know i was gonna get in there unfortunately he got hurt so he hasn't played a lot um and he's i think he's a little jealous of me right now being able to go out there and play some golf but hopefully he's out there soon uh, and i'll take his money then Hold on, because we haven't done it. You can give me a dollar figure. Is it five? Is it five figures? Uh, yes, it is five figures. Is it, it? Is it closer to six figures? No, 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 no. It's five figures, though. Well, hey. at first he said he said, "Okay, if I beat him, so we didn't do this." But he was like, "If I beat him, I get one of his paychecks for uh." pay period and then uh if he beats me i think it, if i didn't beat him just once it was like he got two paychecks and i'm like Fuck, no like, i'm not doing that. Wait a second hold on i'm not sure that math works no, out anymore no, no, no it does not work out so yeah we got away from that one we made it a little smaller yeah let's talk to your accountant before we start uh your financial advisor at the very least exactly. before we start throwing that shit around exactly so. All right, ma'am. Uh, I appreciate the the time. Uh, best of luck as you start the season. We'll catch up at some point. Um, I'm sure the Cavs head out to Sacramento at some point this year. I don't think that's happened yeah. yet. And uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. I, I don't. I don't even remember at this point. I'll shoot you a text right before. Oh, I was going to say this: if the Raiders and the, the next year the Browns play at Las Vegas, I do 
I did see that. So if it's a Monday or a Thursday, I, it wouldn't be a Thursday, but if they get a Monday nighter out there, which is maybe a possibility, if that happens, might have to meet you out there. Perfect. I love that. I would love that. That would be a fun one. That would be a fun one. Yeah. How would I do if I wore brown and orange in a, into the sea of the silver? Unfortunately, unfortunately, right now, you'd probably fit it because there are, when you go to games, there's a lot of, I'd look at it this way. You, Footballs, you play once, you play on a Sunday. And if you're a team, if you're a fan of a team and you decide, hey, every year I'm going to go to one road game every year. And uh, they're playing the Raiders that year in Vegas. Where are you going to pick? Where are you going to pick? You, I know. You, you got to go to Vegas. So I think they're dealing with that a little bit. But I think once, you know, Antonio Pierce is going to get the guys right. They're going to start winning some football games, and uh, the silver and black will be in full effect once again. Forever hopeful, the silver and black. Forever hopeful. Just be mediocre, baby. Just be <laughs> mediocre. Uh, stay healthy. Have a great, great season. Follow up that amazing 2023 with a great 2024. And to all the guys there in the Giants clubhouse, we say hello, all right? I will. I will. Thanks for Appreciate having Appreciate you as always. For our awesome producer, Robbie Chiracco, and for the 2023 NL Cy Young Award winner runner-up, which is still pretty good in my love of life. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.